1: this is an official download
0: from the dot hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome
2: to another edition of the custard tv podcast uh we were going to do an episode well we did record an episode twice last week Did myself and gary didn't we gary we did i was
3: going to say you're definitely sure that record is pressed yeah
2: well yes because also here is luke who is pressing record this week yes
4: oh. i'm only here to press record
2: <laughs> i can do nothing else we did two attempts. The first attempt uh, didn't record. It recorded about 4 minutes before it went kaput. And then the second attempt, we recorded everything, but when I went to listen back to it, it was only my voice.
3: Some people might terrible. say that's the big best podcast we've ever done. But... Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, you could f- fill in fill in the blanks maybe we'll release it one day. Did you know instantly that it was or did you just feel like Yeah. That it well, was you see the you the thing narrative. the there thing was be. Uh, pulling back the curtain here a bit, the the beginning of the recording did have Gary's voice on it. It's only oh. when I put when I put my headphones in that you disappeared.
1: <laughs> Luke. Hey everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I've never heard of him before today.
0: And Matt. He's a professional. The telly obsessed trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This is the Custard TV podcast. <laughs>
2: First off, um, I feel like I've uh, discussed this since I blew in the face, but the Generation Game is coming back to Saturday nights, hosted by Mel and Sue. There's only going to be four episodes. There's going to be uh, celebrities judging the uh, willing contestants.
4: Oh, why do they? Ha- why do they have to yeah. do that? Now,
2: I-, I know exactly Gary's views on this, but Luke, what did what did you think of this news when you heard well,
4: it? I, it didn't. It didn't surprise me because we've been to the Edinburgh TV Festival. And the generation game has been floating about mm-hmm. and coming back and not coming back. And Charlotte Moore, the head of content of the BBC, has said, oh, it will, it won't, it will, it won't. It will with Miranda, it won't with Miranda. Miranda will host something similar, but not this. So it didn't blow me away. It's the celebrity element. What I'd like to blow away? Miranda What's, away. What is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was
4: really like man in the trench coat moment. <laughs> yes. uh, we,
2: um, what I w- what I would say is that they were saying, oh, we. W- I remember now you mentioned this. Oh, we're not going to bring the Generation Game back. We don't want to sort of retread old ground. We're going to do something new with an old school twist. And you say with the celebrity element, this is something that me and Gary discussed. Is like back in the Generation Game days. You used to have, say, like, the um, the task was to maybe do some whittling or some sheep or shearing pottery, or something. pottery. pottery. Or or learn, then and then,
3: to so juggle or something. And more. then you
2: had someone who was in that field, you know, who was a juggler or a, yeah. a potter or something like that and came in to judge who did the best thing. Whereas now you're going to have, like, I don't know, like Joe Swash or someone. Mel
4: and Sue are so good. Yeah. I'm sure they'll, they'll be a good fit for
2: this. And our sort of experience of the generation game are different because, um, Gary, you, you remember Larry yeah, Grayson. I-
3: I, I remember I the Larry go? Grayson area, which, which, you know, a lot of people were annoyed because <laughs> it wasn't Grayson area. <laughs> yeah, um, it, well, where... it wasn't Bruce Forsyth. A lot of people yeah. didn't like well, it because that's did I didn't it... know any different.
2: Did it not go Bruce Forsyth, Larry Grayson, then Bruce Forsyth came back, which is what I remember, and Luke, you probably Linda remember yeah, uh, and well, then I like uh, and then the the dark era that was the Jim Davidson. that may be yes, wrong turn let, of phrase when describing wrong words. completely. Jim Davidson in a dark area. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think Mel and Sue will be a good fit. But as you said, it's 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 sort of ridiculous. Regret- I
3: I wonder when we're going to see the the ITV BBC One crossover, and you get Mel and Deck and uh, Ant and Sue. Oh. What?
2: Anton, well, and won't be happening for a
3: while. Well, that's right, yeah, I suppose, yeah, for a while. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I, I missed this moment, <laughs> I thought, this is like therapy for me. You ought to take <laughs> a month off more often.
2: Talking of retreading new ground, um, it's been announced as well. I, I don't think we knew this, that Mary Berry is coming back with a new cooking show. Um, new, Sorry, not she's not cooking, it's judging a new show where... Families cook. Why are we mixing that one up with the one Nadia is doing? I can't no, remember. No, Nadia is
4: doing the family one, but I don't understand why you'd <laughs> mix that. Nadia and Sarah Cox are
3: mm. finding no, the No, best no, no, family. no, no, no. That That's Zoe. Ball. I've seen the advert.
4: Oh, sorry. No, Nadia and Zoe Ball. Sorry, these people are
3: interchangeable. <laughs> my mind. True. Nor- They're all northern former Ball. Radio One breakfast yeah. presenters. They're all exactly. The same. Yeah.
2: The, Ma- the Mary Berry one, this is hosted by Claudia Winklepickers and judged by Mary Berry and
4: in a world where we've seen everything on telly in the cooking world, they're just trying to find the best home cook and putting them through a lot of different challenges.
2: The Zoe Ball one which is also Rosemary Shager and Nadia that's families but yeah. all family so it's
4: all
3: home, members and home isn't, cook. and isn't isn't that, is. that BBC2 and then the Mary yeah. Barry Wiley's BBC that's One. That's right. Yeah. That's but it. apart from that, they are pretty interchangeable. <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah. And and I suppose we should say you've had the first bake-off. Preview. I was
2: just going to say that the oh, new bake-off trailer as well that um, has debuted this week, which you quite like,
3: you said on I Twitter. I quite
4: like it when I saw it because I, 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 it brought me back to I, my childhood. You, you all
3: don't know how that's going to work with Noel Fielding. I'm really sorry. Really,
4: if we weren't doing a podcast, I say this all the time. If we weren't hmm. doing the podcast, I don't think I'd watch the new Bake Off. I'm not interested
2: no. enough. I, I'm to watch intrigued. It. I think there's a sort of morbid curiosity there, but I probably won't watch it week by week like we did last year, where we no. did like a week review. Yeah. Because, and again, unless they have some sort of interesting contestants, I think that's where the BBC have it, fallen down in the last couple of years: is that they can't find anyone to really. Did they
3: also bring over the? The Bake Off spin-off thingy that I can't remember the name of.
2: Yes, with Joe Brand is actually still hosting that. Right, Okay. Mm.
3: I see.
4: I sort of wonder, because I didn't like last year's and I kind of wondered whether I was just swept up in the mm. Bake Off is really good. You have to watch Bake Off. How can you not be watching Bake Off?
3: And now I just
4: think... settled. I think I'm sort of over it and not that bothered about it. Well more. I think
3: I think last last year was different because halfway through it was announced it wasn't being re- you know mm. everything. So I think it made it different. I think people watched it more because of that than because they were watching the bake off.
2: did you did you notice in the trailer though they were already sort of getting some of the BBC reminiscing because they had the bread lion in the trailer? I
4: love the bread. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, I'm so glad to be back if we're talking about the red lion. (laughs) They've renewed Will and Grace before it's even started. Mm. And yeah, I, I wanted to that. ask you about this because I didn't watch a lot of Will and Grace. Apparently, the only way this series will work is if they just disregard everything that happened in the finale. That apparently is all about them not. Well, that, that's what and they did with.
3: That's what they're doing with the Roseanne remake. Mm. Not the entire last is, series.
4: My question is: if if everybody now who's writing the end of a show thinks, "Hang on, in five ten years we can get some mileage out of this." Maybe we'll write a, a finale that doesn't answer everything so that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot for a comeback. Gary's had Twin Peaks come back. I've had mm. Cold Feet come back. You've had the Gilmore Girls come back. Mm. And as much as I enjoyed that first episode of X-Files. Cold Feet... My, yeah, and first, my, my world wouldn't have been shattered if Cold Feet didn't come no. back.
2: Firstly, the uh, Gilmore Girls thing, I think, in a way, that could have come back because, as I mentioned before on the podcast... The last season of Gilmore Girls, uh, what didn't have the original writers, so it didn't feel like Gilmore. Yeah. So this this was so the it's opportunity to give to... them closure. Yeah, isn't it? Really? yeah. So th- there was a reason to it, and it was only a four full, four parter, and like they didn't sort of close it off. the The final season was basically Rory going off to follow her journalistic dream, so it didn't have a closed ending. Whereas Will and Grace. They actually did like a flash forward to yeah. them 20, as adults. Twenty they're, years. Yeah, their their kids going to college and being like roommates, which I believe was how they met originally. Um, well, yeah, they I... hadn't spoken prior to their to their kids being next to each other in college dorms.
4: So the new series won't even acknowledge that any they didn't have kids. Mm. They didn't not speak. Yeah. But basically so well, they, they
2: haven't had kids because. Because she had a daughter a, on, I think hold on hold on if way.
3: it's a flash forward what they're doing is they're saying well the flash forward is in the future therefore we're coming back from the end of the the series in but, real time
2: so Gary at the end of the, she'd already had a
3: daughter i think at the yeah, end they're of ignoring oh, okay. they're
4: ignoring that they're ignoring yeah. i think she got married to harry connick junior yeah. Yes. And why wouldn't that
3: as well. Can I just say as well that um, uh, there was an article released in America this week uh, It's relevant to what we're talking about. Uh, the 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 sort of one of the program directors at NBC said he could see a way in which programs like The Office US and The West Wing. There you are. There so you go. Full line. Full line. House. got <laughs> no, that one. Could come back because of the popularity the of some of these the, remakes. R and ER on the list as well. But
2: again, are, like with with ER. It, now you know you didn't get a close end you just got oh it's another day at the hospital so they could yeah. bring that
3: back I, I think it could well be that you could see these mm. these shows being rebrought back if there's enough of a groundswell to do it and I think the popularity of the West wind podcast which is still in the top five <laughs> means oh that my there is still God, an done this,
2: how but do I think I- I, I think. Can I just interject? I think the thing with ER is composed of the rest of the programs that you mentioned. Mm. You know, you could pick right up really where it left off. You know, you're still at um, yeah. the the hospital, county general, and and if, as long as they get a couple of the old faces, they can say, "Oh, this person started at the hospital."
4: If you're fin- if you're thinking of finishing a show, and then people don't finish because they think, "Well, hang on." We'll probably bring this back in a couple of years or five, ten years. So we'll just we'll do quite a limp ending. All of my favourite shows have had fantastic <coughs> endings. Breaking Bad had a wonderful ending. Um,
3: I know uh, many people yeah. out there would want Lost remake ending remade. So well,
4: yeah, but don't you think it just cheapens everything that everything's coming back? Mm-hmm. I mean, Roseanne is completely not just ignoring the ninth season, but the eighth as well.
2: The office, they shut the blooming office and closed the company. Well, I know, but well, they said right. they'd
4: bring that back, but it would be set in a new office. So surely that just, that mm. isn't the same but show. But why
2: people liked The Office
3: was because of that ensemble of characters. That
4: dynamic, yeah.
3: That was an interesting discussion. I didn't think we'd have that. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> <The laughs> yeah. The only review that we have um, of note is a Netflix series called Ozark, which is uh, directed Uh. by Patrick (laughs) Bateman. Patrick Bateman? Try Jason Bateman. Patrick Patrick Bateman, Bateman,
2: American Psycho.
3: This is a 10-part series. It's kind of come out of nowhere. The Ozarks is a mountain range in Missouri, in Kansas, in Middle America, uh, and it's kind of like a uh, rich person's playground, maybe kind of like in the middle of the country, and Jason Bateman plays a money launderer. He's linked with a, a Well, he's a, he,
2: he's a um, financial advisor, isn't he, who's been doing yeah. money laundering for the last 10 years. How many have you seen? Because when we talked last week, you'd seen
3: six. Are you still on six? I'm still on six, but that's because of another series that we're going to talk about later that took over. Okay. So uh, I, that's why. But I will finish it. The first episode is quite dramatic in the sense that a lot of people get killed. He has to move and take his family. His wife is played by Laura Linney, mm-hmm. and he has to take them to this place called the Ozarks. He manages to talk his way out of getting killed by promising-
1: Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, And year round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Because what happens is
2: his business partner, his business partner's wife, and like the father and son business who they've been using to launder the money through all get killed by this sort of very cliched drug lord who feels like something else, a queen of the South. Yeah. And, all, and all these four characters get end, end up getting shot and um, liquidated in
3: acid. I feel like this series works quite well after episode one. I don't think episode one gets a very good sort of feeling about it because it does move so quickly and mm-hmm. it kind of it is de- very There's different than the rest of the series. Get... Yeah, it, it gets through a lot of plot. And then the rest of the Laura, series...
2: Li- you, you find out as well early on
3: that Laura Linney is having an affair... I ended up watching some of this purely because Netflix showed the next episode now, quickly after okay, the first well, one ended. Gary, I ha- did, you I ever have finish, did you finish Glow? Glow? No, not yet, although I have got about but, only two to go. But that works
4: the same way. They come yeah, on. I know, There's I know.
3: Didn't I say that Luke was going to have a go at me, man, in the un- <laughs> un- unrecorded episodes? I was going to fully I, I do fully admit that the only reason I kept going with this is because I couldn't be bothered to get out from the sofa. I do admit
2: no, that. You, need to, you don't need to get up. No, I know. <laughs> the podcast but... without Luke is a lot more, a lot less judgmental. I know. It's a, more of a it? safe space. You make it sound like
4: you've
3: got to walk over, turn the knob no, on but, the TV. all right. Actually, by, by by sticking with it, there was some good stuff. Laura Linney is excellent. Mm. I don't like Jason Bateman. He's far too laid back and laconic well, in the what, role. What we've, um, said,
2: what we've said before, when we've talked about this, is that he's quite a passive character and people yeah. have made... I mean, of the three of us, Luke, you're the only one to have finished Breaking Bad... Um, they have there has been comparisons made to breaking bad with this yeah, in right, obvious, in, yeah. in so much as he's quite a passive character and but then obviously as you said that he's got this money laundering thing going yeah, on it's a,
3: it's a so very it's, strange dichotomy he's where not, he's seen as quite moral but in an immoral way he's
2: not yeah. very sympathetic and he hasn't got I, the charisma either to sort of pull off being like oh i can understand because i like i like him because he's sympathetic well I don't he's not sympathetic or I like him because he's no. charismatic he's not he's this passive character he's someone who's let you know almost let his wife have an affair He's someone who's driven the... He's very boring, even though he's got a lot of money. He doesn't really use it. He's not flamboyant. He is mainly... He's very much a backseat driver.
3: The only thing that I can say is that by the time you get to episode five, there is a nice open (laughs) plot moment, Uh, which...
4: This is 13 reasons why all over again. No, I know. (laughs)
3: The problem problem is is that, (laughs) I mean, the problem is the show does that, not me. The show doesn't ease you in it's not my fault it's the show's fault so if you're looking for something different you know we've talked about the fact that you know summer is devoid of 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 the bigger television dramas. certainly on you know terrestrial television that this is something else and it is bingeable you know you can watch all the episodes right now so
4: as you have proven
3: indeed so now i'm gonna come back from going west but matt is gonna go east
2: So in a very sort of rare segment, well, we've never done it before, um, I, I, I'm east, I'm all the way east in uh, Australia to talk... You sound of, different. You
4: good you
3: eye. Sound different.
2: To, ...to talk Top of the Lake. Yeah. I, I can't think of another. <laughs> no. Just... Well, bonza. Bonza. <laughs> gonna... I mean, I watched Neighbours for years and I can't think of any... Uh, <laughs> you are flaming <You're> galar
4: gonna... <laughs> That's more You're home away. You were going to say weren't you? You were going to say it, uh,
2: O.D.? No, I was going to say how's that, but is oh, that, no. that that's a cricket thing? Is that it? that's actually English? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Top of the Lake is back. Um, four years after the first series, this is Jane Campion's crime drama. I suppose we could call it. It does have well, a police you know, police lady. Yeah, at the crime. Of it. I, yeah, crime. Yeah, uh, crime in it. Police lady at the centre of it is Robin Griffin. Yeah. Have you say. seen this, man? <laughs> I, I couldn't remember her surname. Yeah, you're
4: right. Uh, it's Robin yeah. Griffiths. I
2: didn't realise it was two birds. So I don't know if that's significant, but there you go. Um, <laughs> and and that's
4: um, when she, she kills people. She does it with one stone.
1: <laughs> so
2: uh, on we right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I missed this. Four years later from her sort of adventures in New Zealand, if you can call them that, uh, she returns to her native Sydney, a sort of more broken woman. She had some bad experiences, as we saw in the first um, season, which was all set in New Zealand. She wants to go back to work. Uh, she meets who will be her new partner in the form of Gwendolyn Christie's Miranda. Then there's the story, uh, we, the sort of surrounding story of the brothel and this... Um, Girl who they find in a suitcase on Bondi Beach. So the other big story is involves um, a young girl called Mary, who we learn later on is the daughter that um, Robin gave up when she was um, a teenager. She was the product of a gang rape, and she'd been adopted by um, Nicole Kidman, who's playing her adopted mother and um, another guy playing adoptive Father. She's also involved with, I believe he's the landlord of the premises. um, Yes, he is. Uh, His name is Alexander, although she calls him Puss. I think the nickname comes from the fact that he has a lot of cats in his room and actually has a cat flap in his room as well. And then also you get these sort of, it wasn't in ep3 which I've just watched, but in the first two episodes you almost get this sort of aside with these guys in an internet cafe, ranking prostitutes and brothels. What, what,
3: what were the two names that we came up with? I know mine... The was... two names.
2: So I said it was like a trip advisor for brothels. And yeah. then Gary's uh, suggestion for it was... Pimp advisor. And mine was trick advisor. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a connection to the uh, prostitute who goes missing. Uh, one of the guys she's the only prostitute that he'll see because she sort of looks after him and he feels well, like... Well, he, th- he thinks like he's her
3: girlfriend, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, as the series go on, you realise he thinks he's her girlfriend.
2: So the BBC have uh, put all six up on iPlayer as soon as the first episode aired. So Gary has watched the entire series. I've watched up to three. I just want to know why you... Why, what made you watch the end? Obviously okay.
3: i it. There, there are a couple of things. First of all, Elizabeth... Is, I want to say Elizabeth Moth. Is that Moss? Is that her name? Moth. Yes. She is fantastic in this. Secondly, the music. After you've watched Mm. a couple of episodes, you really notice how off-key and how confusing the music
5: is.
2: You did equate this to Twin Peaks when you watched the first episode.
3: There is is a Twin Peaks-like feel to it because Jane Campion, as I've said on two different podcasts now, hates (laughs) men. But is is writing a style which is very similar to David Lynch in that it's all imagery and setting and mood as well as plot. You know, she does do a lot of plot. You know, there what, is a beginning, middle, and hmm. end to this series. What as would, there was with series one.
2: There's a theme of um like mother's maternity, what it means to be yeah. a mother, because there's the three stories that um the revolve around this. There's obviously um Robin finding Mary and their bond. The Gwendolyn Christie character Miranda is also pregnant, and there's a great recurring gag that she keeps smoking. And now, when she's smoking, as soon as she sees Robin coming, she drops the cigarette or something like that. And that that does sort of tickle me a little bit. The third story is that China Girl herself was a surrogate for a couple, and we meet the the couple in the in the third episode. Uh, she's in a psych ward he's a uh, um he's been arrested for a lot of things so they obviously couldn't get mm. like surrogacy the normal way so obviously try well, to... i think
3: surrogacy is illegal in australia i think that's well
2: commercial, the, uh, commercial commercial surrogacy. Surrogacy. there's all these sort of threads about pregnancy about motherhood about wanting to be a parent obviously yeah. as well with the uh, nicole kidman um couple they're they're adoptive parents to Mary so they're not linked biologically but they've always been with her I mean Pike the adoptive father seems like a really like nice guy very nurturing whereas Nicole Kidman is this sort of Jermaine Greer type feminist who um has left Pike for another woman and Nicole Kidman who who I don't think you're meant to like but is doing a very good job of playing someone you do forget times
3: that is Nicole Kidman She's a, a, a top Hollywood name, yet mm. she's managing to be unlikable in this series. Yeah. And I think that's actually quite an act.
2: The, the style of it as well, the direction is very strong, the sort of artistic nature of it. I, I can understand why people don't like it. I mean, I, as you said, I, I didn't finish the first series. I think I watched maybe two and a half episodes and, and just felt it wasn't for me. I found it very obtuse, whereas this series still has elements of that but it is a lot more accessible I, the think, I think narrative is a lot more traditional as you said gary and there's yeah. a lot more humor as well i think in having miranda who on the whole is very, is a very funny character every time she has like a significant role she often like is able to bring out a bit of humor in it I think and I, I that...
1: will be
3: very interested to hear your thoughts when you finish it versus what I know. Another thing that we discussed
2: last week that we're not going to discuss here is the uh, sitcom Ill Behavior comedy drama Ill Behavior from Sam Bain of Peep Show, which um, is airing all three episodes on iPlayer first before it comes to BBC Two later in the year. And they obviously did this with Car Share as well. And I just wanted to ask, you know, it, it doesn't seem like they quite know what they want to do with the iPlayer in terms of no shows on one and two. Something they could maybe do is like with the big series. So maybe, for example, Dr. Foster's starting again soon. If they aired the first episode and then said, you, maybe you can watch the second episode now on iPlayer and then the rest will play as normal. That, be might that be...
4: sort of thing, going back like 1015 years sort of the sort of thing what they used to do on BBC3 with something like yeah. Spooks they'd go Spooks well, has just been on BBC1 if you want to watch next week's already you can watch it now on BBC3 well this not is what they, idea
3: the first time they did that was with 24 mm. they did the second series you could watch the first episode on BBC2 and then you could watch the next week's episode Followed by a discussion show on BBC Three. Was it BBC Choice actually? It, that it character? may have even but been but BBC ter- Choice. In,
4: in terms, terms of right. top of the lake, it's not all been on in Australia yet, so there's no. not that.
3: But I, but, I but I suppose that, that, has- the, that the iPlayer is now much more accessible <laughs> than things like BBC Choice or BBC Three were <laughs> it, those years ago. Every television now has that capability. Yeah, to but
4: really the three of it. us know it's there because we do this. But I don't think, like, if Matt's mum was enjoying Top of the Lake and Matt wasn't a TV obsessive, she wouldn't know that they're all on iPlayer. Well, but
3: that, so that's why I think, then, that they've put it on the iPlayer. They want to bring more eyes no, I'm, to the I'm, iPlayer. I'm,
4: no, 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 I'm saying that Matt's mum, and I'm sorry, I don't know why I chose her as an <laughs> example. I have no idea. What about uh, your mum? Um, OK, my mum, if she didn't live with me... and, and, and My mum's wanted, feeling left out now. She would not know, I don't think, that if she could watch more on the iPlayer I don't believe they've done a good job obviously we've put it up on the website as everybody else with the website has Well, apart from I, that I don't think they shout about it or tell you or Well, the, the, the other problem
3: is, is that now because I've watched all six episodes I'm not now going to watch it on terrestrial television they may be doing a good job of telling you at the end of the episode you can now watch the whole series on iPlayer we don't know that because we're not watching it that way uh,
5: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email: CustardTVReviews at gmail.com.
2: So, uh, with the reviews, it's Luke.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not going to take things over. It's just that... Oh, no, Luke's... no, I thought
2: you were going to do a cutscene. Oh, right no, like I'm, always...
4: I'm not <laughs> even going to do a cutscene. <laughs> no, but, but you could come dudes. up with your own
2: one. <laughs> no,
4: I'm, I'm not that bright. Gary only lasted ten minutes into another programme that Matt specifically watched because half of that programme was set in his... Hometown of Catford. Gary's uh, hometown. That, of Catford. Yeah, Gary. Sorry, Gary's <laughs> hometown. Like, everyone knows where Gary lives. It's, so mean... this was long lost family. I believe we're on series five oh, of nice. the ITV um, sort of blubber fest that uh, aims to reunite families who have either been adopted or lost contact or anything like that. There, uh, Davina McCall, Nikki Campbell are on hand. Usually uh, sat on a bench. And uh, they reunite people. Nikki
2: Cam- no, Nikki Campbell's always in an internet cafe.
4: Oh, that must have changed. I only saw the first series.
2: Like you, I watched a couple of the first episodes. You were talking about it earlier. This is a favourite of my mum's, and I think mums everywhere. This is a mum's show, really. What is it? We, it's
4: the same old, same old. We were talking.
2: Really? We were talking about this mainly because the one of the two stories here. There was a couple who got together when they were like sixteen, had a baby. The family disapproved. Uh, they wanted to move back in with her grandparents, who basically said, you two can come back, but you're not bringing it with you. So they had to have their son adopted. They then went on to have two daughters, then got divorced, but have always wanted to find the son that they gave up. It was all based in Catford, and we just made a joke about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Gary? Not me thinking we wouldn't discuss it any further. I was just saying, oh, you know, it's on, blah, blah, blah. You actually then plus it for some reason. <laughs>
4: The reason you dislike this, Gary, fascinates me because it's, you... It's
3: emotional oh, I... blackmail television. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's basically Coldplay music in the background, Davina McCall looking solemn, Nicky Campbell doing some investigating, and then the family's talking about their aspirations and they get them together and they always have a happy ending, from what I can tell.
2: Well, and not in the other story that she found out the mom oh, she no, was searching no, for I, had I,
3: passed away. That's why I said, as far as I can tell, I'm not saying it's fact. I'm saying from what I've seen <laughs> in the 10 minutes of And I actual... just don't like it. It's, it just, it's almost like... Have you, like ever, seen,
4: okay. Have you show? ever seen DIY SOS, The Big Build? Yes. and it's I, love thing, it's, no, I love that show. No, I love that show. I think it's one of the most sweet-natured, down-to-earth, can be very funny. It's, it's not trying to play on your emotions, but more sure, often than not does... That- do you find formula, that? Do you
3: put that in the same league? It's a formula. Find people that need things, send yeah. them away, get loads of people to build it. There's a problem. Oh, there's another problem. Oh, it all gets sorted out. Oh, and they all stand in the street and applaud at the end. It plays on the emotions. But why and does that?
2: That, that seems to offend you rather than. I mean. That little. I... It's like the I, think, I, I think that even, like, another show we're going to talk about in a moment that was on Channel 4, that sort of tried to play on your emotions a little bit. Yeah. Not in a, not in a, mo- in a manipulative oh. way like um, <laughs> Long Lost Family does. I mean, I agree with you to an extent, Gary. I, I mean, I found this quite dull. I think it, as you said, follows the same format. And by the end, because they have to pad it out, you know, it's 45, 50 minutes without the ads. It's basically, we want this is why we want to find them. This is the research we've done. We found this person. We'll talk to them separately. Then we'll see the two big reunions at yeah. the end. What I personally don't like, and it, but it might seem a bit funny, is that it seems that Nicky Campbell is doing all this research, and then Davina McCall gets all the glory. Give
4: all the goodness. It is sort of that you've seen one, you've seen them all sort of thing, really. But. I am offended by the sub-stories on The X Factor. Those really get on my nerves, and the the music they put behind them. I think that's
2: a universal thing, really, isn't it?
4: But I'm not offended by this sort of thing, or DIY, SRS, or anything like that, because... I think it comes from a genuine place most of the time. Mm. Um, so the other show that Matt alluded to that may or, may or may not have played on your emotions, spoiler, it played on mine a bit, played over two nights for reasons I'm not sure of. As What was it called? Because the old people's home for four-year-olds, that's what it's yeah. called. The yeah. title didn't make much sense to me, really, but that's.
2: What I I have written it in my notes as 408 OPH, so I wasn't sure. That's what it, I
3: the old people. It, it's basically a scientific experiment, isn't it? It's based it on something it, it, based it in it America. It
4: worked in the states but, where old people in general are feeling more isolated. They're feeling lonelier, and it's to benefit both sides. If you put a nursery class within a um, retirement home, it's to see the effect that the. Um, younger children of four and five will have on the elderly population who are feeling a bit cut off from the world, like their lives are reaching an end and they've got nothing to look forward to. It's also to help the younger children get a a, a better understanding of what the elderly population face and just to make it so that the two generations mix.
3: I I remember that my, my nan telling me that she used to live with her grandparents, which I think is, you know, very much you know, we're, we're in a different lifestyle now where, you know, families, the, the sort of nuclear family, you know, grow up, you know, you grow up, you move out of home, you bet you get your own home. That might all change with, you know, raising house prices and stuff. But certainly in, in like the 30s and 40s, generations would all live together. You know, there, there would be three or four I mean, generations living my- in a house.
2: My grandparents moved in with us when they couldn't really look after themselves. Yeah, um, I don't know. Did you have the did you your parents move in with your grandma as well? Is that right, Gary? Or am I no, no.
3: That? my My uncle moved in with my nan before okay. she then went into a home. Mm. But um, we all lived very close. I mean, we were like five minutes away. So, but you know, when we, I I I think that the the whole idea, as you say, of the of elderly and young people is something that's been missing in society for a number of years. And this experiment, uh, as you say, showed that there are benefits to both both sides. Although I think they focused a lot more on the benefits to the elderly. I think that's they where did, the science really, yeah, really was
5: based.
4: Uh, and the science was based on 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 their mood. They, there's a, there's some um, sort of a, an elderly depression scale. Uh, yep. There was talk about their mobility, how often they, how quickly they can stand up from a sitting position did all of those tests and then at the end having spent six weeks alongside these young children they uh, performed all the tests again uh, to some wonderful results so
3: the one bit that I loved was that one of the there was supposed to be ten adults and ten children Mm -hmm. and that one of the adults um, from the house I lived in the home joined in and made it eleven Mm. And I don't know, uh, Luke said that he was tested, but he joined in kind of halfway through the first episode, just because he liked the idea of what was being presented.
4: We just spoke then about just playing on your emotions. This did, but for me... It was, Not in it, a manipulative it, it, way. No, but it put a smile on my face. Yeah. It made oh, really yeah. me feel war- I mean, there, there wasn't a bad bone in this in the no. in the program maker's body. You'd have to be sweet. hollow
2: inside. It, it is a show that is really good, and you and you say about the scientific element. But to to that, that seems like the least important yes. bit of this. And I felt every time we, yeah, every time we flicked to the, the scientists in a room watching our monitors, I was just like, oh, what you But yeah, there were several moments in this where, as you say, brought a smile to my face and a tear to my eye. The lady, um, Zena, who'd come over from Holland oh, with her husband and he had yeah. er, early onset dementia. They lived in the home together. She was suffering from depression and there was a scene where, as you said, because there was 11 old people and 10 little ones, when they had to pair up, she was almost left on her own. They had, like, duck eggs in the, in the yeah. uh, old perg's home, and they hatched, and, and they said to the kids, well, one of the kids, do you want to pick an old person to take up and have a look at the, the hatched eggs? And they, and they picked Xena straight away, and that sort of got me. It's the
0: end of the second week of the experiment. And this morning, there's been a development in the nursery. Oh, look, 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 Margaret, they've, they've Ooh, come out. Gracious. Oh, I wonder what these children will think of it when they
3: come. I bet they'll be astounded.
4: The tits oh. hatched. Hamish, come and have a look. That's his mo, I think. There's one, two,
0: three, hatch. For now, I'm going to ask Elias, would you like to choose an adult to help you? What would you like to ask, Zina? Oh, help me. Fantastic. To find a
4: child's hand in yours is one of the most moving things that can happen to you. He wants to get out, it's so tight in there. The most important things in life... Don't be scared. ...is to be loved, and children have such pure and positive love.
2: Um, Hamish, who's this old sort of stick in the mug, he had a prosthetic leg and everything like that, and he was like, I don't think this is going to work. I don't know why they're doing this, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then he he was brought up, wasn't he, to look at it. And he, they said to him, do you want your stick? And he ignored that completely and got yeah, up on got ages, up so. up. And Yeah, a
4: bit, I don't know whether this is in Ep 1 or Ep 2, but where he's playing Sleepy Lion. Yeah, yes, you know, right at the yes, end of Ep 1. Yeah, and he's Brilliant. really sort of engaged. And it's just nice to talk about a show with no agenda. It was just mm. really sweet, really kind-natured. I wish you'd both seen two. I understand why you haven't, but there's a moment I, I will be watching.
3: It. Yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I will watch it as well. Even, even episode. you know, we can we can talk about you know the outcomes of it from uh, uh, another episode. My nephew is is coming up to four, and I could definitely see a lot of what they were saying about the kids, and a lot of what they said and the things they said uh, are things you know. I saw my nephew this week; he's hilarious. You know, and and I mean, as an old person, Gary he does improve. Your yeah, as a lot. an old person, yeah. So
4: nobody was playing up to the camera no no any no of the, it didn't do any no. of the quote-unquote reality i think they
2: all forgot that they were on cam you know because you've got these people who don't really care you know they're either kids and don't think about it, or old people who don't really care at this point yeah
4: please
3: if you don't yeah. think it's your sort of yeah. thing Sure it's it on will all be... four, uh, hopefully I, I, it'll be on all four yeah. for a long time so that the, people can pick up on
2: it the, the reason I watched it was because I saw so many people say I mean, I, I, I would have thought that you would have liked this regardless because this is your sort of thing, Luke yes. I know you like everything because I think he's, he's these people are on his level
3: Basically, he's quite right, Luke is a four-year-old
4: Probably get the BBC. Trust me, four parts on in in,
2: in, which, in which Jodie Whittaker tries to convince people that she can convince them and play a doctor. I yeah.
4: tell you what, the the, <laughs> the coverage that this is getting over that fact mm. is just ludicrous. That's but really it is crazy. a
2: bit odd, isn't it? Because it, yeah. it does go in for a lot of jokes when you describe the premise in a minute. I think there is a lot of jokes that can be made because but, of the casting news.
4: The premise is that the aforementioned Jodie Whittaker... She plays Kath Hardacre, who is a hard-working nurse within the NHS. Sister. Yes, she sees some things going on that she doesn't agree with. She tries to blow the whistle on the uh, trust, who sort of poo-poo her and say that they'll fire her because they're being mm. complained against her. And she's feeling really demoralised by her job. Her best friend, played by Andrea Lowe, Ali Sutton, is a doctor leaving the nhs she's not very complimentary about it, uh leaving dude going to new Be zealand yeah. yeah leave the country leave a job and work abroad um and sort of says you know f the nhs and it's not very pro nhs in those first opening moments and and for some reason wanting to better both her life and her daughter's life jodie whittaker's character Kath decides I'm going to take my best friend's ID and all their information and use it to get myself a job as a doctor. And this is written by Dan Sefton, who's previously bought us The Good Calm Hospital on ITV and Trust Me on Sky One, who to this very day... is Trust still Me a- on that Sky was- One? on. No, delicious, delicious on Sky One. My apologies. <laughs> Uh, and to this very day, he is a um, working doctor as well as a writer. So it does come from a place that doesn't. Of... Su-
3: that actually, I didn't know that, but that does not surprise me.
4: So that is the premise in a nutshell. It is as nutty as it sounds. I'd like to of... know
2: Gary's thoughts mainly on the NHS, the side of like the criticism of the NHS. This is one thing I wanted to discuss with him
3: because obviously he worked for the NHS. I know He's it's a, a different section and everything but Uh, part part of this show made me a little bit angry i think yeah i think the nhs takes a bit too much of a bashing but i can understand why they do that because you know they they want to portray uh that certainly the sheffield hospital that she originally works at as the bad guys enough to make her make this decision to leave and i suppose the only thing again that luke didn't mention was that there is an investigative reporter who is following mm-hmm. her, trying to get her to tell her side of the story, but in order to do so, would have to name her and do an article, and she decides not to. She decides to blow the whistle, and then they, they, they suspend her.
2: But as you said, pretends to be her friend Ali, and because yeah. she finds Ali's CV and well, the and, and, and what was, in the bin...
3: What, what yeah. was stupid for me was why <laughs> didn't she then go ahead and try and find some identification that she could keep with her? Mm. Because as someone who used to recruit for the NHS, you would never accept that somebody was who they say they are just by a bunch of documents well, that, that was have in a the... photo on it.
2: That was the coming soon, wasn't it? That they well, need a yeah, that, passport that's, that's to pay her.
3: Too, that's done far too late. That's done before you hire somebody, not it, after. So like, well, it's not, it's not
2: just, can I just say, Gary, it's not just an NHS thing. It's a, every time, because I've Absolutely. had quite a lot of. I've had quite a lot of job interviews this year and every time yep. you have to bring a proof that you know you've got British residency so like a, a passport or something and something with your UK address on it
3: also as well what annoyed me was again someone who's recruited in the NHS interviews are not held just with one doctor to another Oh, let me look through your CV yeah. whilst you get in here. There's quite a stringent process. That, that was goes a on. very
2: loose interview with Sharon yeah. Small's character. You probably would have got that job,
3: Pat, yeah. Well, I, I, she, I think I, any I, of us would have got I, that job. I right? think she felt she was overqualified for the position that she was applying for. Overall, I think I like the episode. Those little things annoyed me, but in the end of it, I can see that really they are just small little plot points that they don't necessarily want to focus on. They want to get to. The rest of the series and I quite liked what they were going for I felt like they were they were bashing junior doctors a lot but you know I, I, I maybe from his position as a, as a creator it, it, that's where he's coming from maybe that's his own experience of, of working in the NHS
2: I think there's one thing I can praise and one thing that I, I didn't particularly I think This is a really good showcase for Jodie Whittaker. I think for people who were oohing and ahhing about her playing the doctor, you know, maybe have only seen her in Broadchurch or haven't seen her at all. This shows her range, I believe. She is the lead. I think she's almost in every scene in this. So, I mean, she's she's great at, at the scenes in which she's sort of like being the standing up for what she believes in. As you say early on, she sees this junior doctor who is clearly struggling to administer something to a patient and she's like right we need to start crash cart and everything like that i thought she was excellent in this what i found personally was that the the premise itself was quite limiting to the plot because basically it's is she going to be able to perform this procedure without getting found out obviously she had some knowledge of what to do because of her nursing background but there's obviously procedures that she's never done and she's reading a lot of books she's watching a lot of videos on the internet and every time she has to sort of it, pretend to be a doctor it's like big music plays there's yeah, suspicious looks around. Down. obviously she's not going to get found out completely until like the final episode there wouldn't be a series otherwise what I would say is the the drama that I possibly would have liked to have seen more is what you were talking about with the um the journalist and all of that that she was this no she got suspended once she gets suspended she has the right i'm gonna i'm gonna blow the whistle now i've got nothing left to lose instead she decides to do this wacky sort of plot that has you know is very far-fetched but i just find it quite limiting and i have to say i struggled with the episode for a lot of it because of that i liked the sort of when you saw her out of the hospital there's the stuff with the the doctor played by Emma Elliott, who I quite liked in this. I know in the past we've said we haven't really been a fan of his. The one person of the cast that I didn't like obviously was Blake Harrison, Blake Harrison. Who, played, who played the You're not supposed um, to like him. who played uh, the father of her young daughter. It's just believing that Jodie Whittaker and Blake Harrison would have sex in the first place. Really, that was where yeah. I struggled.
4: My problem was the premise was ridiculous. Even if it does happen, I just and the way it happened was just so easy and ridiculous and there was no there were no characters in it i didn't care about jody oh
2: i disagree all. with that i disagree with that i like i did like the character and i like the performance but i i found that her reasoning for doing what she did
3: was almost too she, much mo-
4: she, she was this moral person wanted to blow the whistle who all of a sudden became a completely immoral person for well the that's right I, they're,
3: they're, the, the 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 lines did become very blurred i'm not sticking with this
2: I no i'm even. i don't
3: oh, think okay. i am
2: because I, think Cause I just found it, I just found it hard to watch. I mean, the reason to watch it, I think, is Jodie Whittaker's performance. But the only reason to sympathise with her, maybe, is the fact that she's doing this for her daughter. You know, it's more bit. money. It's but, but again, she is going to get found out eventually, and it's Do you either. Know, you know what
4: I find. The BBC gives you an hour, and a lot of writers these days aren't using that hour properly. There was not enough time for me to get to know Jodie Whittaker, really, all her predicament, or care about her, before she decided what to do this. Ridiculous liked, thing. Then? What would you have liked, then? Just some some time, more time. Before, before or, yeah. Before, so maybe, And, and getting to know the other Doctor as well, yeah. Andrea Lowe, and why she was leaving. It was just all a bit too convenient. I,
2: I, I understand, yeah, there was too much... You, you wanted maybe to spend another 20 minutes with
3: her as a nurse. Or, I, sorry, I, sorry. Think, so we, I So, think so we, we could understand why she got to this point.
2: Okay, yeah.
3: Okay, yeah. The one thing that I, I do kind of agree with as well is well, you can kind of see where it's going. There's going to be a situation where I predict either she's going to make a huge mistake and it's going to kill a patient, or her identity is going to be found out first or there's just going to be more of these little victories mm. and then eventually but a that, massive that, failure.
2: That's the thing, Gary. Surely it is a bit of a problem that you can always already predict how the series is going yeah. to go.
3: and as I say, I think I'll give it a go because I want to see how some of it works out, mm. and it may be that I only watch another one, but, yeah. but you know, it had me intrigued enough to say I'm probably going to watch it for the it, next it, the it's episode. It's unusual.
4: There was this sense to me that, I know they did the flash forward to drill to get you in, which is a bugbear of mine, but what was the sense to me is people know it's gonna be about her being a fake doctor. We wanted to be a fake doctor as soon as possible. And I think it took there, like there will be a lot
3: minutes. of um there'll be a lot of talk yeah. around my offices around wow, Five perhaps you don't minutes, have to go yeah. to medical school for seven years, you know, and be a doctor. And then probably a lot of nurses being very unhappy with the way it's being portrayed of, you know, the the series does make a strong distinction between the abilities of doctors and nurses. So I, it would be interesting. I would have
2: much preferred this to be like a whistleblower drama, yeah, like her, her blowing the whistle. I thought initially, oh, it's going to be have a medical backdrop, but it is going to be her being this whistleblower, a lot of, like, yeah. muck And the tensions goes. that
4: brings up yeah. within... Yeah,
2: and I thought that would have been a much better series. I mean, I don't know, but I think... And then you would have got to know the character a lot more.
3: And and, and despite the transparency in the NHS and the fact that every trust has to have a whistleblowing policy, there is still a stigma about reporting things like that. I, I haven't personally done it, but I know of colleagues who have ummed and ahed about reporting quite serious items because there is still that fear that the scene where she faced those two people will happen to you.
4: I think you said it about in the dark, and I know you praised Eamon Elliot, and there were some other familiar faces. Is Eamon Lowe. or Eamon? Eamon, I interviewed okay. him once, but they okay. were for a Comedy Central thing he did back in the old days. Reason. Um, but I also found it just full of just people I didn't really like, you know? Blake Harrison, Why? Sharon Small, she's all right, but not particularly great. Andrea Lowe was in it for a tiny bit. But it's just, like you said about In the Dark, it's just full of people and non names. Mm. And, and
2: Yeah. And... Oh, so, again, I was thinking that it's like summer dramas, like minor cast, better everyone than out there having a holiday. I? I yeah, think no, I, I, than I in agree. The dark. No, I agree. It was better than In the Dark. I
4: agree.
3: But I see your link, but I think it's better than that.
2: Yeah.
4: Trust me, BBC One, nine o'clock. Uh, every Tuesday for the next four weeks or three weeks depending on when you listen to this. Two weeks depending on when you're listening to this. One week depending on when you listen to this. Ooh, or, shut
0: up now. or it's finished.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or it's finished. <laughs>
0: Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is The Custard TV Podcast. Good. The last drop. From thecustardtv.com.
3: So, we want to thank you very much for listening to this podcast uh, and for supporting the show. You can continue to do that by visiting our website, www.thecustardtv.com. You can search for us on iTunes, Custard TV Podcast, and you can leave us a nice five-star review. We do like reading your reviews as well as getting the review ratings. You can find us on Twitter. You can find Luke at...
1: At
4: Luke TV.
3: You can find Matt at... At Matt's TV Bytes. And you can find me at, at The Gary Show. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. We're nearing in on 200 likes. Uh, you can just search the Facebook, The Custard TV. Uh, you can find individual reviews on uh, YouTube. Uh, if you don't like us wittering on... I haven't done that any in a while. We haven't so done that in a while, well, but there's lots of content out there. I'll under get on there. that.
2: I might, get, I might put some of the reviews up from last week or it's just me. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah. Mess with people. Uh, you can
3: find us on Stitcher. You can find us on uh, Podcatcher or... Um, all the other various pod uh, machines that you like to go to where you get your podcasts. And you can email us custardtvreviews Yes! at (laughs) gmail.com I also would like to give a very quick little plug as well to Talkie Peaks uh, that myself and Mike record. Uh, We've just recorded a big double episode and we're planning to record some more possibly in the next few weeks with only five episodes or six full and, and one double episode left. Uh, of this return series You know Gary I,
2: I, I've really been enjoying it uh, Talking Peaks because um, I do suffer from insomnia and it's rare I find something to put me to sleep
4: <laughs> Oh, don't me. So, I would have said
3: Luke would have said that but Matt
4: Wow So soon uh, Matt will be heading off as our representative at the, this year's
3: Edinburgh Television Festival Let, Let's hope he comes back people And even sooner <laughs> than that Oh god He started it
4: that Take care.
3: Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realize that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook.
5: 18 plus.